Welcome to the Two Blokes Trading Podcast, sponsored by our partner broker, Pepperstone. Rory, <laughs> it's good to see you again, mate. Are you cold? You look a wee bit cold. <laughs> yeah, you, you, yeah, it's chilly, man. It's chilly. It's dropping down to like five this weekend. It is, yeah. Because I'm just looking out. It's getting real foggy outside. Usually we've like a good view of London. Yeah. We're looking the skyline and we can't see it. It's just so foggy. It's just been so cold. Yeah, man. I know. It's that, it's that season, unfortunately. Winter in but, the UK is here. <laughs> that's it. That's it, bro. Now, I'm just going to jump straight into this, bro. Uh, there, there's a reason. I don't know. In the social media space, they called me the fundamental king. <laughs> I said last <laughs> week, mate. I said, I think the dollar's done. Yeah. <laughs> but look, look I want to hear you out. I want to hear you out because you had a strong view and you stood by your view and I respect you for that. And I want to understand why. Um, yeah, I just want to hear. I want to hear. I want to hear your thoughts. I, th- I think a lot of people... Want to hear, you know, there's a lot of people saying that the uh, Jerome Paul speech on Thursday night was Wednesday night, Thursday night? You Wednesday night, yeah. Wednesday night, yeah, it's Friday. On Wednesday night was quite dovish and things like that. And as, as you know, you know, I've got a group of friends. We're all quite um, run our own portfolios. Some of them are actually in, now in the hedge fund world. And they're all agreeing that it was actually quite hawkish. So when you speak to these people who are, you know, actively running huge portfolios and funds and saying that it was hawkish versus looking at, you know, Twitter, and guys on there are saying that it's it's dovish. You know, you tend to lean towards the guys who you trust and the guys who you know. And I also was listening live with you and I just thought, yeah, man, this just sounds hawkish to me. Mm. So I, I got that impression from it. And I just think that if we look back to um, summer, you know, from June to August, we've seen this huge two-month rally. And about 50% of the way through that rally, rally, there was no word on saying that, you know, this you're is talking about stocks, just F, uh, just for anyone listening. So yeah, this about, is you're just about, about the, the S&P, yeah. pretty yeah. much. You know, uh, from June to August, we've seen this rally. And about halfway through July, there wasn't much commentary on it. Nobody really said anything. It was just a normal pullback. Yeah, the but dollar was as, pulling back there as well. Yeah. During those months. And as we got then towards the start of August and the first week of August, you know, there was a lot of comments coming out saying, well, you know, maybe the bull market or the bear market's over. We're now looking at a bull market again and things like that. Before you knew it, things just popped back down, hit the trend yeah. line and things just popped back down. And for me, that's another factor is that, you know, you should never include it. But when you hear people now talking that it's now another bull market and things are about to take off. I mean, I'm just like, no, I'm, I'm not buying into it. Not this time. No, fair enough, mate. And like, There's a lot of macro reasons behind that too, but yeah, I'll let sure. you go on there. Yeah, I was just going to say, look, at the end of the day, you know, I've been in this market long enough to know that if the market wants to run with something, it will fucking run with it. And, you know, right now you can see how how much, as, as I said before, you know, those couple of weeks ago when we had the lower CPI, how much the markets absolutely ejaculated, like they literally just <laughs> everywhere because we had a lower CPI. And now, like the fact that Jerome Powell has played in black and white has actually said that the Fed could consider being less aggressive, you know, yeah. in, in reading between the lines. That I think the markets are really going to run with that, you know, and if that happens in December, obviously great, 50 basis points, not 75. Um, but they'll keep running with that narrative, I believe, until until he they say otherwise um, or yeah. until a data says otherwise. Do you know what I mean? So and yeah. I think this is a great time, like, you know, the, the cliche of the, the Santa rally. And, and I think that's what we're having now. You know, mm-hmm. this sort of December rally as well for stocks anyway, yeah. dollar down, obviously gold's up. So, um, yeah, and I think it's just massive relief just after being so so driven by hawkish narrative for such a long time. Um, True. But it's an excuse for a correction as well. You know? Yeah. But I, I do understand where it's coming from. I mean, you know, we had one of the fastest and hardest time cycles, you know, that we've had probably, you know, ever. And for us now to go back to 50 basis point hikes, 
50 base points is still a, a relatively big hike in terms of, you know, historical size and still True. a normal size like, hike. It used to just be like 10 basis points and stuff, you know, yeah, 10, 15 a, a tw- basis points. A 25 basis point hike was like, they're serious. Yeah, you know, exactly. They're, they're, they're stepping on it. So now you're looking at 50 basis point hike, you know, they're still serious about this. And I think the market is just drunk and caught up on day 75 and the possibility of remember the 100 basis point hike that was being priced in at one stage. I think they're still yeah. drunk on that. And now they're looking at, you know, 50 and 25 being the sober, the sober territory. You know, Definitely. but one um, one quote I always live by is the market can stay irrational longer than you can stay solvent. <laughs> yeah, that's you know? very true. I'll give you, know? you that. That's and a very good comment. Who, for anybody who just doesn't understand what it means, it basically means the market can be completely out of control, going the wrong way for longer than you'll have money in your trading account. 100%. That's so true. It, but it'll keep going up. And it will I love that. So, oh yeah, mate, I, I totally agree with you. I, I love that. Um, I'm going to share my screen just quickly and just obviously, just so you know, just put it in perspective. Um, yeah. Obviously, if we go on the monthly for the dollar now, this is, you know, so we had October selling, November selling, yeah. and now you know uh, December. And f- for me, it'd just be really interesting to see. Obviously, can you look here at 103, nice and psychological, mm-hmm. where we sort of top there, top there, and then finally we broke through that. So that's the yeah. next area for me where we pull back and just seeing how we respond to that. Obviously, if that gives way, we're going to drop below back into double digits, i.e. below 100 um, yeah. for me. And um, yeah, I just I just think this this correction just continues for now. Yeah, you know? I, I, I think, you know, the, the rest of this month, as you say, you know, December can be a very... It can be a very tricky time. You always see this Santa rally, you know, mm. as it's called, coming up into December. We've only really two and a half full weeks left of trading before traders start stepping off the desk. You start to see liquidity drop and you start to see volumes drop. Yeah. And then once it comes into the new year, I mean, the new year always brings, um, you know, it always brings a new perspective. You have a lot of rebalancing going on in portfolios. You have a lot of positions being closed for year end. So opening it up into the new year will probably give a lot of fresh perspective. I mean, mm. A month ago or a month and a half ago, if people were running short dollar positions, they're probably just going to run them now to the end of the year anyway. Yeah. So as you say, if we do see it moving down to 103 or even close to double digits, that's where people are just going to run them to. Yeah. And then into the new year, are people maybe going to start to run them even higher? That's it. You know, one key takeaway I got from you know Jerome Paul's speech on Wednesday night was that he never mentioned anything about a pivot. And what he did mention was that you know history cautions about prematurely um, uh, you know, cutting Mm-hmm. Uh, monetary policy so basically what he's saying is you know history does caution about a pivot and i think that was one key takeaway for me that was you know he's like we're aware that um taking that dovish stance and cutting monetary policy is quite bad for the economy so i think that's what they're probably looking to do is hold um hold rates at that restrictive level for a much longer period of time yeah people I mean, are guessing. i mean obviously you're you're quite set on your view that you know at some point we are going to see this dollar bounce we're going to see stocks sell off What's the from from your from your view? What's still the, the 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 key sort of reason, the catalyst behind that? Yeah, I mean, as the weeks go on, I think in terms of dollar moving higher and stocks moving lower, yeah. I think the boundary of how high dollar can move and how low stocks are move, I think, is getting smaller by the weeks. Mm. But I still think there is a bit of upside for dollar, maybe not potentially upside in terms of taking the highs of dollar gain. Yeah. But I just think looking, you know, you've really low, ultra low 50, 40 year um, unemployment rates sitting there. Mm. You know, there's a lot of movement there in the labor market. We still have interest rates that still haven't peaked yet. And if, as Jerome Powell says, if they can hold interest rates at a restrictive level, what that will do is smother out a lot of inflation. It will also 
or there are a lot of growth in the market. If we don't have growth in the market, then simply, you know, you're not going to get earnings from the companies. If the companies aren't reporting good earnings, they're simply just going to drop off again. And a lot of people are going to then reside back into the dollar. Yeah, mate. I just yeah. think looking at it, the only indicator we've started to see so far moving is the housing market. The housing market's the only thing that's starting to drop. New orders now from the ISM yesterday was the first indication that new orders have dropped. And now we're just looking for corporate profitability now in Q4 to drop. And then once we see that, we'll see unemployment drop probably into the first quarter of next year or into the second half of next year, probably see unemployment hit a bit of a peak. Okay, mate. And, and that's just sort of my longer term view, you know. Yeah, I mean, got you. There's probably room for a bit of equity rally at the moment. There might be room for more dollar downside, but that's mm. just sort of more my longer term view. And as you know, I trade that sort of one to three month time horizon. So that's yeah. pretty much what I look out for. Yeah. At the, um, I'm just going to just go back to the start of the week. Now, it's really, I, I was actually quite pleased to see this in the press because at, at Sunday, um, at the open, listeners may, re, may have recalled, but um, we had a chunky gap. Well, not chunky, but reasonable gap to the downside in favor of dollar. So all dollar peers dropped. And that yep. came because of the protests in China, um, yep. because the government's saying that they're potentially taking steps back, you know, on easing those restrictions. And I just thought, Good on you guys. Like, finally, you guys are actually, you know, stepping up and not taking this BS because. Yeah. And, and you know what? I had a thought as well. Like, look, I saw in the press this morning and it, it pisses me off the way certain news like press press, uh, like, for example, Reuters. I was reading Reuters mm -hmm. and they were just saying, oh, you know, uh, Chinese government um, uh, authorities take steps back, you know, um, in terms of. Uh, like the world, they're going to they're going to look at easing restrictions again. Um, yeah. But cases cases are still rising. And it pisses me off that they position it like for people to think, oh, um, you know, now that they're easing, now they're they're going to loosen up rest restrictions. Co cases are going to spike through the roof. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? I don't like that sort of the way they position it like that. Um, yeah, I mean, you just have to look at the you know the narrative that these companies are pushing, and that you know Reuters, Bloomberg, whoever it is, they've got huge presence in China, and the yeah. only way that they can really rely most of their information is through this, you know, the CCP and through the sort of communist news channels that are there, everything's state owned. So they have to kind of not live by the law, but you know, they have to sort of work closely with them. And if they say anything that's out of line, they're just going to get pulled. Yeah. You know? Just to interrupt this podcast with an important notice at two blokes trading, we have a community trading app where you can engage with the blokes and like-minded traders to help you on your journey. There is a ton of free analysis across Forex, crypto stocks and commodities. We also have in-depth premium analysis with trade ideas, education, live trading sessions, and more for those that sign up via our broker sponsorship page, a nominal deposit of just $200 and start trading with Pepperstone and then get full access to the two blokes trading app. True. So True. you have yeah. to sort of nearly do independent research. Yeah, exactly. That type of stuff. And there's a guy I know who's actually on the ground in China in, in the WhatsApp group I'm in. He's in China and he's saying what you're seeing in the media isn't what's really happening. Exactly. And, so, and, you, know, and you know what I thought as well? Obviously, it's controversial to say this, but I'll just, I'll just being honest. And I feel like, you know, that now the K, um, for example, that, you know, they've had these protests so the government are now like, oh, crap. OK, maybe maybe we need to, you know, take a step back and actually loosen up restrictions. But then I feel like the government um, you know, authorities could start manipulating numbers and suggesting that cases are spiking through the roof. You know what yeah. I mean? I wouldn't be surprised. It, I mean, they manipulate financial numbers. Why, why wouldn't it stop them manipulating a few COVID numbers? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, Just that to regather huge... that control. They love control, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, you know, that's one thing they could do is say, you know, there was, I don't know, 10,000 deaths yesterday or something like that. And then all these protesters start going back home in fear that you know, exactly. the virus is breaking out. And that's just how they regain the control. 
Yeah, yeah, something mate. To keep, something to keep an eye out on there. And Definitely. Russia, Russia and you and European Union. What do we think about that? Well, say that again. Russia, European Union, the oil cap. Oh, mate, um, you have to you have to feed feed me in on this. I haven't I haven't been aware. Yes, a touch. Yeah, just the European Union's then put the price cap on uh, Russian seaborne oil, so sixty dollars a barrel. Right. And then what they're doing is they're actually stopping insurance companies to insure vessels that are actually carrying that crude oil right from russia so what that's doing is it's, you're just starting to see now a bit less supply that's probably going to come out of russia and that's why we've seen then oil just spike up to that sort of 84 dollars right. got it barrel. got it got it and then i did put in the app in the stock section i actually put a stock which i'm looking to go long on so it's called nordic american tankers so yep. those of you here in the app go check that out and see a bit of a reasoning behind that Nice, yeah. No, cheers, cheers for filling that in, mate. What's your what's your view on oil at the moment? I mean, I I was actually reading a report yesterday, and I, I couldn't have agreed with it anymore. It's yeah. Near, they said that it's nearly impossible to say where oil is going to go. Yeah. I mean, one week, you know, one day you're getting news out that Saudi's cutting supply by what was it, five hundred k a day. And yeah. The next exactly. hour comes out that it's false, and then next thing you've got COVID breakouts in China, yeah, yeah. and oil drops to seventy four, and then you you've got the price cap on. Russia and it all spikes up. I mean, it's just impossible to to know where it's going to go. And I think the only it thing is. you can do now is just play zones. So previously, I played the seventy eight dollars to the ninety four dollars zone, and I think now we're yeah, probably I see going, that. Yeah, and I think now we're probably going to play that sort of seventy two to the eighty two dollars zone. Yeah, tight. That's tight. But, yeah, and I think that's the only thing we can really do here is you know yeah. you, you can keep on top of fundamentals. Looking at it fundamentally, I would be short in oil. Looking at the trend, number one. Looking at the macro view that I have, that you know, economic growth is going to start to slow down. Mm. That's another reason just to be short in oil. But then yeah. you have to look at what OPEC's coming out and saying. Are OPEC going to look into uh, cuts, cut production next year? Are they going to look? Um, what are the ES going to do, especially with Venezuela? So it's just a lot of things to look out for. And personally, can I, I? It's not something I'm really wanting to be involved in at the minute. Yeah, so notice. Just, that's fair it's, enough, mate. Yeah, no, same. Choppy. Stop losses have to be huge. They you do. Know, they you do. might need like a, a four or five dollar stop loss on oil just to have any sort of chance. Yeah, I thought we were going to breach this trend line. Obviously, we didn't end up sort of faking out and coming back above and respecting yeah. it. Yeah, I thought this. I thought I that thought was it. Too. We're going to come all the way down sixty sixty five dollars. Yeah, I, I thought once it hit seventy, was it seventy four seventy three? It hit something. Yeah. Yeah, down here. Yeah, I thought once we hit that sort of 74 level, I thought we were just going to go straight to that 70. That's it. Same. Yeah, I thought Same. straight to 70. I was quite surprised, but there was, I think, a bit of catalyst that came out there. There I was. was. I think it was. was. China started to say that they were going to ease lockdown restrictions, and then it just popped up again. Yeah, so, I mean, exactly. That's, that's the thing you're, you're dealing with here. I know. That's it. That's it. And that's why I'll say it again. I said it last week. I say it all the time. If you are trading, you know, anything, just, don't hesitate to just take some profits off the table. Exactly. You know, in these choppy markets. Yeah. Just look how choppy that is. It's yeah. manipulation everywhere. Yeah. So, I, I, I was involved in a, in a crude oil short from 80 down to 74. Yeah. Managed to take the profit from it, then tried to get back in again yeah. at around 76. And sure, I got completely wiped out. Oh, man. So, yeah. You know, and I just yeah. said, saw this. I'm, not, I'm just not dealing with this anymore. <laughs> Yeah, talking about some trades, obviously. Um, well, just for the for listeners, there was uh, there was quite a few good trades this week. I had quite a decent yeah. week after a, the week prior was a little bit choppy, and and the week prior, I've had a couple of weeks where it's just been a little bit flat uh, for me. Was but cable this, and gold was the two good ones. Uh, so cable gold and NZD dollar uh, yeah. USD. Yeah. Some nice decent runs there, and obviously, yeah, just just thanks thanks to the dollar and 
as I say, it was just a, it was just a moment for um, a relief, relief the for Kiwi, these guys. Kiwi's performed quite well this year, hasn't it? It I think has. It has 12, performed 12% well. or something from the dollar. Yeah. Do you know anything, any fundamental behind that? It has performed I, really well. I think well. the RBNZ are actually, they're still pursuing rate hikes at the moment. True. And I think, yeah, they're still looking to go quite a bit higher. And I mean, True. so I think that's just one of the main catalysts behind it. And then yeah. we do have that oceanic sort of area. They are opening up to a lot of tourism again. I'm mm-hmm. seeing a lot of people at home moving out to Australia and New Zealand and things. So you have got that sort of influx as well. That's probably helping too. True. Definitely, mate. Moment. So I'll, um, Let's let's just take a look, see what's going on for next week. Um, obviously, we've really we've only got what would you say two and a half weeks left in terms of yeah, trade I mean, trading. Most people most people sign off typically the twentieth, twenty first, yeah, they? and that's when you see volumes drop. I mean, today we've got the NFP. I don't think the NFP number is going to be a great deal. I think what a lot of people are looking out for is probably the unemployment figure. True. So three point seven expected, three point seven. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if we if we see that if we see that back to three point five, equities will tank dollar. They'll tank, wouldn't they? If we see that moving up to four, I keep to say it, but we could see it. We could probably see a three or four percent move again in in U.S. equities. Yeah, I'll give you yeah. that, mate. Yeah, let's keep an eye. Let's keep an eye. See how that shapes up. Uh, yeah. So next week, um, Monday, we've got ISM Services PMI. Yep. Got the RBA. RBA still hiking rates at the moment. Yeah, small hike there from them. Saying mm-hmm. small, I'm just trying to do the quick maths now. Uh, 15, 25. 25, yeah. Uh, so we've got 25 base point hike from RBA, Australian GDP data. We've got a Bank of Canada as well. Yep. Okay, so it's sort of central bank action. And then a uh, big focus, I guess, on these PPIs as well from the United States. More inflation yeah. data to get excited uh, about. Yeah. And then so, the following week after that, we have yes. FOMC, FOMC on the 14th, which is Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, Wednesday, yep. Wednesday. So that will be that. interesting as well, because um, obviously no. that will that will shape us up for for next year, ahead of next year, early next year. Anyway, I I think that will finish it for the year. You know, yeah. I, th- I think once we see that on the Wednesday, we'll see whatever comes out on the Thursday, the Friday. So that's the sixteenth, seventeenth, eighteenth, and Monday's the nineteenth. True. And then I Done. think after Monday the nineteenth, it's pretty much Christmas. FOMC has been priced in, and we may as well then start the new year. Yeah, yeah, so I think it, once we see the FOMC, that's pretty much it. Agreed. So when so, are when are you heading? When are you heading back home? Christmas. Heading back home Monday the twelfth, and then I think okay. I might be coming back over again on the fifteenth, possibly for just a couple of days, just to do a bit of work in London. Steve, and then go back again. Back again, yeah, for Christmas. <laughs> and then so, what? You'll be back just after New Year. Yeah, and then we come back. I think thirtieth or thirty first of December for New Year's Eve. For for in London. Yeah, spend okay, the year nice. in London, then we'll just stay here. So just want to come back here for a few days, do a bit of work before yeah. Christmas, get everything signed off pretty yeah. much. So so I'll spend about three or four days in the apartment by myself, probably 18 hours a day, complete head <laughs> down. <laughs> yeah, mate. So, nice, so man. I'll, I'll have my wee bramble cocktail beside me. Yeah. <laughs> so. Is that all you drink now, Christmas, yeah? Yeah, I'll have a few of those. So I'll make oh, a few. So, my Christmas drink would be Bailey's. Well, I'll have the Bailey's in yeah. for breakfast, you know, breakfast, lunchtime. Yeah. I'll just be sipping yeah. on that and then I'll move yeah. on to a nice brandy cognac. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Man. Any yeah, major plans for Christmas or taking it easy? Taking it easy. Obviously my, my missus is very heavily pregnant with twins. So yeah, um, yeah I think just um, going over to to my family's mom and dad's for, yeah, to be feast, to feast on some good food. Sounds good. And that's it, Brilliant. mate. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I Go think Rory. That's this week, isn't it? What's that? 
That's it for this week. We've rounded up pretty well. Yeah, that's it for this week. Just uh, obviously with listeners, we actually got a couple of guests lined up. Um, so stay tuned. Um, one of those Rory and I are actually going to be speaking to today. So you guys will hear that podcast on uh, Wednesday, I believe, next Wednesday. Brilliant. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Awesome. All right, Rory. Nice one, buddy. Nice one, mate. See Catch you soon. in a bit. Bye.